Okay, I'm trying to do a sound. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. We're never gonna record this episode. I know what you're talking about. I'm ready. No, my actual sister. And we're live. Wow. Hi. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're so happy to be in your ears right now. Thank you. We are just delighted to be in your ears right now. Excuse me. We've literally (laughs) just had a conversation about not coughing into the mic, and I just did it. I just cleared my throat. I'm so sorry. I apologize for that. Directly into the microphone, and then you... and then <coughs> I'm so sorry. And then you decided to speak away from the microphone. You figured, <laughs> oh, why don't I cough into the microphone and then I'll speak over here, phasing away. Yeah, you know, I'm getting it all getting it all down. Well anyway, cheers. Cheers. <coughs> Welcome back. <laughs> you just wanted to make a lot of noise, didn't you? I was like, you conscious, but I mean, have you ever known me to be a quiet, gentle, easy, soft footed person? No. Yeah, there you go. Well. <laughs> You've known me now for 27 years. What is this Welsh? Get on it. Okay, okay. Well, cheers. Thank you. Cheers to you as well. Nothing like some Costco rosé. Mm, so true. We flushing. We flushing. Ten ninety nine a bottle. I mean, seriously, for the like for the double, it's amazing. It's amazing. Just screaming Her- into the microphone. <laughs> now I'm the double. <laughs> I just can't do anything right today. Well, folks, you know what kind of episode it's going to be. She's just. I'm just screaming. You're just screaming. Listen, I'm tired. It's been a long day. Well, don't take it out on the listeners. I'm not taking it on the listeners. I'm taking it out on you. <laughs> well, by taking it out on me, you're taking it out on the listeners. Don't subject them to this. Fine. I'm just screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that? No. That's the um, uh, Elaine Stritch. Um, when they so they were going to make this series of documentaries about the making of Broadway cast albums, mm-hmm. and they only made one. And it's Company, and it's iconic. It's iconic because well, it's about Company, which is iconic in itself. But it's. But icon- I've seen that documentary. Yeah, with Elaine Stritch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it during her recording? Yeah, it's during oh, her recording. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't remember that part, oh. but I remember the, that scene very vividly. Oh, yeah, she goes, I'm just screaming! Because they've been there for, like, forever. <laughs> for so long. Yeah, it's, like, so crazy. Yeah, it's a great documentary. <laughs> I'm just going to put it down. I can't. I can't help it. I'm very sorry. It just clanked something against the table. Just making the work for me so much more. Yeah, well, that's what I do. That's what I do best, right? Uh, anyway, how are you? I'm just going <laughs> to plow right over this. Yep. <laughs> just take the light off of myself for a second. How are you? I am doing well, thank you. I am... It's been a while. Yeah, it has been. It's been a bit of time. Um, we haven't seen each other for... Um, a little over a week. Yep, yeah, a little over a week. So we... Made dinner on Tuesday mm-hmm. when you got back. You got back on Sunday. Sunday, mm-hmm. and I got back on Tuesday. Yeah, um, from the wedding, mm-hmm. and you are back fresh, fresh 
I'm still coming down a little bit from like the wedding high, but otherwise having like a nice week. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely taken a little time to readjust into the real world. Um, I feel pretty drained and but good, but good. You know, I think like the, the, <laughs> the thing I looked forward to most coming back was definitely the longest shower I've taken in a, <laughs> in a week and my bed. I missed my bed, but still feeling those afterburn blues, definitely, mm-hmm. which I think are very real. Super real. Yeah, so it's nice. Looking forward to getting to go to the river with some friends this coming weekend as a little decompression. Mm. That'll be lovely. And, you know, saw some other, saw my friend David, like the day after I got back, which and David was at the burn. So that was really helpful. That's nice. And then had, while you were still gone, came over and had dinner with um, Larry and Aaron, your fabulous roommates, who have both been to Burning Man. So it's just nice to sometimes be around people to help you ease back into it. Absolutely. So it's been a trying week, but... The decompression is The decompression is wheel, especially because I just... It was so different coming out of Burning Man this year because it was my first time not leaving with you and with Mm -hmm. friends. I just got on the Burner Express and getting... Leaving on the Burner Express is so much different than coming in because the energy is just... Everybody is tired, so it's not people looking to really socialize, which... I a thousand percent understand I didn't want to socialize, but I definitely missed having someone there with me. Mm. And then all of a sudden I feel like I woke up on this bus and then I'm back in San Francisco and just sort of like a little discombobulated. And I knew that you weren't, that you were at the wedding still, like you were still in Maine and just kind of coming back to an empty apartment. I was like, what do I do with myself? So I felt like I was just kind of a zombie for the first like seven hours I was back. And a lot of your stuff was with, Steve. A lot of stuff was with Stephen Vosif. So I had a bag. So I did actually start unpacking and I felt it was like pretty productive, which was nice. What time did you get back on Sunday? Mm, 6.30. PM. So, PM. Yeah, mm-hmm. 6.30 PM. No temple burn this year. No temple burn this year. Yeah. Which I was okay with. Mm-hmm. I was both ready and not ready to leave, if that makes sense. Totally. But... um. Yeah, it's been it's been really great. <laughs> My brain cells are still recovering, so. <laughs> oh, I totally feel that. Yeah, it takes a while. That's they're also coming, hard. They're coming back. It's hard when you don't have the money to begin with. Okay. <laughs> oh, she's just saying I don't have any brain cells. I didn't say not any brain cells. Well, you implied it. I imply you didn't have a lot of them. That's different than none. Well, now I know how you really feel about me. Is this news? No, it's not news. <laughs> not news at all. No. <laughs> no, no. You have always been very vocal about my lack of brain cells. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, you're being a dish it out. You better take it, bitch. Wow, we are going to already have to put the explicit on this podcast. It is already here. <laughs> I just thought we were going to be listed under family-friendly podcasts, but... What podcast are you recording right now? <laughs> you? You family-friendly? Okay, listen. Listen, eighth best legs in San Francisco. There is nothing family-oriented about you, Henny. <laughs> you come with an X rating. A triple X rating. Let's be real. I'm the one that's listing off people that you need to block on Facebook when certain content pops up. 
Never forget. Never forget the content blocking. Family rating my ass. Oh my god, that's true. It's, I I probably should. I should have like a a black bar when I go out in public yeah. for like being around children. It's fine. I don't have any brain cells. You're X-rated. <laughs> We're a great team. It's we are fine. a great team. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Yeah. Um, who needs brain cells who or needs PG <laughs> ratings? You tell me. I mean, you have all the brain cells for both of us, so I don't even it works. Have that many anymore. I'm sure you're going through them just as fast as I am. Yeah, this helps with the stock is higher, I guess. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, folks. This is a, this is a strong transitions today. <laughs> strong transitions. Strong transitions. Um. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but well, of course, <laughs> I know there's always turnips. <laughs> wanted to mix it up a bit. Anyway, <laughs> were you about to ask me something? Yeah, so I wanted to ask. I know a little bit about some of the things that have happened, and right? Some of how all bring them went, but I figure let's start at the very beginning. Sure. So oh. with, um, w- I saw you the day before you left. Mm-hmm. You left on a Friday, mm-hmm. and we talked on a Thursday because uh-huh. that is logically how the days of the week come. Sure do. And then, so you left on a Friday, but you weren't going in until Sunday night because yes. you were going to do a few things ahead of time. Right. So we went to Yosemite first. So I traveled in with my two friends, Vosif and Steve. We both came in from Australia, who we actually met, both of both you and I met at Burning Man my first year, which was 2016. I can never remember the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And so I haven't seen Vosif since that burn, but Steve I've seen at every burn since. And he's somebody that we've become so close with, and he's just one of our best friends. He's a ride or die kind of girl. Yes, love, him, love him to death. Um, so it was really special this time actually getting to drive in with the two of them. And yes, they wanted to go to Yosemite beforehand to do a little hiking, a little sightseeing. And You've never so been to Yosemite. I've never been to Yosemite, so I thought, great, why not? What I didn't know <laughs> was the, the kind of hiking that they wanted to do, which, you know, to those who like to hike, did not probably seem like a lot, did not seem super strenuous to someone like me who is not a hiker, <laughs> not a particularly active person <laughs> all the time. <laughs> um, it was a bit more strenuous <laughs> than I cared for. As you sometimes say, I'm not in shape. I'm not out of shape. I'm a shape. A shape. A shape. <laughs> And it was and it was cute because Steve had even messaged me being like, what is your fitness level? And I was like, hmm, how do I respond to this? Because I know very much that like Steve is an active person, that Vosev is an active person. So yeah, so that was a little tedious at first. It was definitely not exactly what I wanted to do before going into Burning Man. Um, but that's okay. It was really beautiful. We started this hike. And uh, I tapped out probably halfway through, or I just decided. How long to was it? I want to say 
I'm probably really wrong. I want to say it was four miles. Up and down or four miles up and four miles down. I want to say four miles up, four miles down, but that's probably really wrong. So let's say two miles up, two miles down. Okay, yeah, that does sound more that logical. That sounds more logical. It felt like a lot, let's just say. Really beautiful, really hilly. That's and I was just like, well, listen. That's generally what a hike is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, listen, I know what a hike is. <laughs> well, you can hike on the flat territory, too. Sure can. I would have preferred that. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. My calves did not need to be on fire before going to Burning Man. Anyway, we did this hike. I didn't want to kill their vibe. They were like, you know, they wanted to get to the top. And I was like, I'm just going to go back down and chill at the bottom in this cute little meadow. Didn't you play a cute game, too? Oh, yeah, we did. So it was really sweet. So I was not doing so hot. Um, and Vo and Steve were very attentive to me and like letting me take breaks and stuff because the altitude, I think, was also starting to get to me a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and Vo had us play this game as we were walking where you uh, start a line for a story, like saying once upon a time, and then you each go around and you add a line, but you have to remember what the person said. So if I said, once upon a time, there was a man, Ryan, you would say... Once upon a time, there was a man, and she wasn't even a man at all, baby. And I would say, once upon a time, there was a man, and she wasn't even a man at all, baby. She was actually the fabulous drag queen. And then you would continue on and on, and but you have to remember what the person said in all the lines before that. So and she it was wasn't a, really a man because gender is dead. Exactly, and so it was just a really lovely game to distract me. And it got very silly, and um. I appreciate them so much for that, for for dealing with me and my um, neediness. You know, they they definitely put up with quite a bit. I appreciate them and love them dearly for it. So yeah, so we did that, and then uh, spent the next day in Yosemite. Went swimming in the river. That was really lovely Ooh, and relaxing. What was the name of the river? I don't know. <laughs> There were so many of them. We passed by like lakes and rivers and streams. What? They've all got fucking, I don't know, Asti. <laughs> they all got names. That river. Even like Taiwan. Yeah, that river. Yeah, it connects to like a bigger river with a name. I don't know, Yosemite River. There we go. There's her name. <laughs> Listen. You're so offended at not knowing the name. Don't get, don't get mad at me for asking a question to which you don't know the answer. You could just say, I don't know. But then here you are. Who asks the question? like that <laughs> trying to put me on the wall yes the listeners already know I have half the amount of brain cells <laughs> why must you keep pushing this you always point out what a fabulous memory you have but it was never told the name of the river <laughs> that's all you have to say saucy at me make it all about me insulting you <laughs> I ask you a question stop asking hard questions <laughs> that I don't know the answer to fair that's all I'm asking. Damn. Anyway, I don't know the name of the okay, river uh, how that we went swimming in. How was the water in the river? The water was cold Wet. and. Be- <laughs> <laughs> pretty wet up there. It was, you know, that mountain water is a lot more moist <laughs> than, you know, let's say the ocean water. It's real moist uh, up there. Yeah, which is surprising, right? You wouldn't expect like the river to be more moist, I think, than the ocean. But anyway, it was. <laughs> okay, moving on. So the river was 
The river was cold wet. and the river I hate you. The river was cold, the river was wet, it was beautiful. Laid out on some rocks for a while in the sun. It was great. Then we got going, headed back out. How was the eye candy in the river? Was there good eye candy? Sure was. Oh yeah. Okay, so our friend Vosim, God bless if he ever listens to this, has hot dad bod. Hot dad bod. I literally texted you. Like, he came out of the river the first time. And I was the first time I'm seeing him shirtless. And I literally texted you immediately going, oh my God. And he's like a six foot five. Hot dad. Handsome man. Hot dad bod. So yeah. I was like, I'm a thirsty queen. But it's been a while. It's, it's been a while. It's been a while. Who is that? Is that Nickelback? I don't know. Oh, God. It's like someone like Nickelback. I didn't recognize it. Is it Creed? I don't fucking know. I'm not going to guess. Yeah, please don't. Yeah, so shout out Vosif and your hot dad bod. Woo! Just getting a little little hot dad bod flirting action going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. Vo was definitely fun to flirt with on the trip out there. I enjoyed it. Yeah, Steve was texting me telling me about (laughs) it. I was getting the hot tea. I mean, he also texted me and was like, what's Sarah's fitness level? And I was like... (laughs) I was being consulted before, too, so, you know. Oh, good. I'm glad that everyone's checking up on my fitness level. Well, I wanted to hike. I wanted to make sure you actually knew how to swim before you took you to that <laughs> river. That's really fair. And I mean, yeah, no. It's, it's like, how many brain it. cells does she have? Right now, seven and a half. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. They come back. Yeah. Very, very slowly. So, yeah, it was a nice... For the most part, easygoing trip out there. Definitely one of the easiest until... Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. We got to our last stop just before we were about to get on the line, uh, heading into the gate at Burning Man, which was Walmart. And we did... As so many last stops are. As so many last stops are, you know, picking up the last few food items, all that sort of thing. Beanie babies. (laughs) Beanie babies. Backpacks. (laughs) (laughs) Princess Diana edition Beanie Babies because, you know, you never know what you need. <laughs> you never that. know what you need. I'm Playa. And so um, we finished our shopping. We packed up the car. We're getting ready to go. And then we actually decided we were going to make one more stop. And that was going to be at a Dollar Tree where we thought we could find more uh, decorations for bikes. Then we get to the Dollar Tree and I reach down into my bag to pull out my wallet and it's not there. And so I start looking around in the car. The car was really well packed and I was pretty cramped back there. So I was like, okay, maybe I just dropped it in the seats. Didn't drop it in the seats. So before you can start panicking, Steve was like, okay, we'll just we'll go back to the spot at Walmart. Maybe we dropped it somewhere there. It's probably inside. So we go back, we look at the spot. It's not in the parking spot. I headed into Walmart. I go immediately up to customer service, which is also right next to where I had checked out. Yeah. And I asked them, hey, has anyone seen a wallet? I describe it. I tell them all the things in it. No, sorry, no one's turned in a wallet. I was like, are you sure? Nope, sorry, I've been here all, you know, behind here for a few hours. No one's turned anything in. I was like, oh, that's like the worst. Yeah, so that was really fun. And um, in my wallet was my Burning Man ticket, mm. along with my credit cards, my ID, my cash. Copious amount of cash. Yeah, a lot of cash. Um, so I immediately start to panic. And as you know with me and many who, if, if, you're, if you know me and you're listening, know with me, I don't do well <laughs> with uh, really high stress situations. I start to shut down and panic and I'm with two people who are, you know, 
who know me, but maybe don't know me as well. And, and it's also, if you, if you like, because you didn't have your ticket, I can't get in. You can't get in because there's no tickets at the door. And mm-hmm. also, you can't go with Steve and Bosef because if they would any, get turned around. Yeah, if anyone in the car yeah. doesn't have a ticket, then you can't go. So it, the situation just it all of a sudden becomes this like magnifying situation where it's not like, oh, I can just stick behind and figure it out. It's like you ride in, all your stuff is with them. Right. And even when I kind of said, drop me off at maybe like a motel or something and I would figure it out. Vo was very much like, no, we stick together. That's what this is. And so it's, you know, I was very lucky to have such supportive, amazing friends who stayed very calm for me and were just like, okay, we're going to unpack the car. It's probably tucked away in somewhere. We took everything out and we looked inside everything, things that we had repacked, coolers, bike baskets, everything. And it was just tore that fucking van apart and it wasn't there. And I just, at this point, then Steve looks at me and Steve is on his phone and he's messaging people from a former camp he was with and just friends that he knows. And they're all, uh, you know, it was so, so lucky. But then Steve was finally like, maybe you should call RP. Maybe he'll have an idea of what to do. And I really didn't want to call you. I didn't want to put that pressure on you. But I did. And this point is Saturday (laughs) night. No, it's Sunday. No, no, no. no, It's still Saturday night because we were getting on it online at midnight right so it's probably now getting to be closer to like 7 30. that's right yeah because that saturday it was all of our friends had left for burning man but my roommates miss larry and aaron stayed didn't go to burning man as well so it was just the three of us and we were like you know we're gonna go out we're gonna have a roommate's night we're gonna have like a lot of fun we're just gonna like live it up and be Best girlfriends. It was um, a polyamorous, uh, polyglamorous uh, party, and we were so excited. I was like, "We're gonna rage it out, honey!" Time. Yeah, we were just ready to be like, "Boop, boop, boop!" We are on. Like we were just on the upswing for the party. I was like, "We I was like, we're gonna get fucked up tonight, and we're just gonna be great." And then I call you crying, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh no, what happened?" Immediate panic. And I told you. And you immediately swung into action of being like, okay, we're going to figure this out. We're going to fix this. And so then we hung up and you started getting online and looking at ticket options. And then you called me back oh. with an option of that there was a $1,300 ticket available and it was available in Reno. So then it was, you know, I don't have that kind of extra money. And so I was kind of ready to just say, I'm not going. I can't afford another ticket. Mm. This isn't going to happen. I'm going to have to figure out a way to get back to San Francisco. They have all my stuff. And so that's all going through my mind. And immediately you were like, no, no, we're getting you to Burning Man. We'll figure it out. We'll figure something out. We're getting you to Burning Man. Oh, yeah. We were, I mean, I was, I swung into my own panic and fright state and I turned into like a bit of a monster. I was like, I immediately shifted the energy of our apartment to being like, this will be figured out. This will be done immediately. This must happen now. Because <laughs> all I could think was getting into Burning Man before has been a journey. Out of the five times I've gone, three of them have had something go awry in some way, which has been funny and challenging in itself, but makes for a good story. Yep. And there was one time in particular where you were a huge help after a van had died in Reno and drove up a different van that we found on Craigslist and you were like a huge help and asset. So I was like, 
she saved me from my burn before. I must save her. I was like, I might have to drive up to Reno tonight. Like, these were all the things going through my head. I was like, I'm going to have to get in the car. I was like, I'm going to have to go up to Reno. I was like, I'm going to have to go to Medell. Like, we'll figure it out. I'll go up there with her. It'll be so much easier. I was like, I could get this um, this ticket. I was like, $1,300. But then I was like looking at my credit limit, and I was like, I'd already gone up too high to be able to do it. And then my roommate Aaron was like, well, I could do it. Don't worry about it. Like, you could pay back at some point where I'm not in any rush. So, like, we will figure this. Because all I could think was that if you did not go to Burning Man, I was like, oh, God, and then I go to the wedding on Tuesday, and then she'll be uh. back in San Francisco, and all of our friends will be at Burning Man. Like, no one will be here. Larry was going to Phoenix. Like, it would just be Aaron. Like, there would be no support I system. I would be so sad. Oh, it would have been... So bad. Awful. So bad. But anyways, you can probably tell from this story um, that it does have a happy ending, because just as we're on the phone and we're figuring out this last ticket issue, we ha- actually know we had hung up at this point, and... We're packing up the car again, and Vo suggests, he goes, you know, let's go maybe find a place to sleep for the night. We'll get some dinner, and we'll figure all this ticket stuff out. And so we start packing up the car, and then he says, I'm going to go to the bathroom one more time. So he goes back into Walmart, and Steve and I are packing up, and then and then you call me back one more time. And I answered, no, oh, I me. called you. You called That's me because right. immediately the first thing I said was, was, give me some good news. Please tell me it's good news. And I said, I don't have anything. We're packing up. I'm just letting you know that we're going this way. And at this point... Vo is walking back and he's talking to Steve and then he looks at me and he goes, Sarah, this wallet? I just broke down crying on the phone. I was like, and so he tells me It was me incredible. It was uh, the, ri- the wave, the rush of, re- of relief that so fell over emotions. me. It was just um, so many emotions. And Carly Rae Jepsen could write a whole album about it. Absolutely. Oh, wait. <laughs> all those yeah, feelings. Was, I was feeling all those feelings was just about that moment. The CRJ feelings. Yep. So Vo hands me my wallet and he tells me he had gone back into the bathroom and then he went over to customer service and he was like, I'll just try one more time. And he goes, Hey, so my friend has been up here a few times. She lost her wallet. This is the only place we've been, you know, from here to the car. She never used it again. Are you sure no one's turned anything in or did any other employee maybe find something, whatever? And it's the same woman I've talked to and even like the same guy that I talked to a second time saying, no, no one's turned anything in. Nothing's here. And then a third person comes out from behind a door behind them and says, this wallet? It had been sitting on a desk in the back and they just never looked. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. Thank you. Fuck you, Walmart. I will. Firstborn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the flames, flames on the side of my face. It was just, um, it was a nightmare experience. But a beautiful, beautiful friends to help me get through it. We got the ticket. Everything was in the wallet, cash, cards, ticket. We packed up the car. We got on the road. We were on the road and then we were at the gate and, you know, we were at Burning Man at Sunday morning at like seven watching the sunrise and it was exhausting and beautiful and sort of felt fitting for me because it just seems like, you know, going into Burning Man, there's always going to be one little thing to just really make it worth getting there. Well, it was like you were already physically exhausted, so the universe just figured, well, why not mentally and emotionally exhausted too? She shouldn't be starting out at 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, they were like, no, no, no we got to knock her down a few notches. Oh, yeah. I was the like Burning that. Man gods were like, nope, nope, nope. This is your sacrifice. They yeah. always require a sacrifice. Got to earn it. Got to earn it. Earned it. And indeed. I think I did. I think the voice of and Steve earned it as well. And so, yeah, we got there and it was an amazing time. Cheers. Uh, cheers. Cheers to getting in. Cheers to getting in and surviving. Mm. A truly remarkable story. Yeah. Truly. And one that I'm sure made the burn all the more sweet. So then how was the burn in itself? How are you feeling now having a little bit of time away to mm-hmm. reflect? I feel really great about it. I, ha- I keep looking back and I think I had the best time. I really did. And the thing that I did like about it was the challenge of not having you there and kind of really having to rely on my own instincts and really listening to myself. And that was really exciting. And I had a, I had an incredible time, a really, it was a really big learning experience. It was really freeing and yeah, it's still kind of hard sometimes to put into words, but a joyous, joyous experience. I love our camp so much. We had so many new camp members. Ooh, new camp members. New camp members and old camp members, old, you know, old family, old friends, which are always so amazing to be with. And that's the wonderful thing about our camp is it is such a big family and you really do feel like you're coming home. But yeah, it's like a family reunion. It is. It is. It's a family reunion, which is always just such a fabulous, fabulous time. And one of the best things was... Um, and I think I'm pretty sure it was our second dinner. So it was the second night <laughs> was the <laughs> seven foot tall giant cardboard cutout that our friend murder bear made of you because it's just truly not the burn without you. And everybody felt it. Everybody felt your lack of presence and, um, missed you so terribly, but thank God we had this giant cardboard cutout of you staring at us all Where? in the kitchen. It was, Kind of freaky how lifelike it was. Was well, so appropriate. Yo, I am always what? watching. Always watching. It's your big fake French family reunion. <laughs> and it was pretty perfect. And let's see. Oh yeah, uh, did, we, did you ever say the name of our camp? Oh no, sorry. Oh no. So we're called um, Plaisance. We are a fake French camp of fake French people. This came out of my... that Well, we had the name already, but then the idea of the fake French accent and the fake French people came out of a 13-person acid trip that we went on um, at first Burning Man. And what? we were camped next to this gorgeous camp of French people that we became friends with, that we fell in love with, and we just really enjoyed their accents, especially RP. And he would... so ridiculous. And he would mimic the accent and so during this 13 person acid trip um you took on that persona and you did not let her go for 24 hours well to be fair that was the year i was really into the term v Mm -hmm. like v this v that v v this v v that and And then that someone had said it specifically that year at Burning Man, and I was like, that's kind of what activated me thinking it was so funny. So then I was like, haha, Vivi. And then I was like, oh, my dear Aunt Vivi. And I was like, oh, my dear Aunt Vivi, she wandered off into the desert, and I just haven't seen her since. And I would just keep asking people this dumb joke, and I found it so utterly charming. I thought it was so funny. And so I've been doing it for like two or three days. And then on this acid trip on Tuesday night, um, I was dressed in <laughs> like a black fur and a black tulle skirt and this like little tiny hat with like a veil. <laughs> 
devastating. <laughs> just a devastating look. And we have been going to a, a wedding at sunset. At They had these giant pyramids out there this year called the Catacomb of Veils. And we were watching this sunset. We were watching this wedding at sunset. And everyone's uh, substance was coming up. <laughs> and I was standing on a bus and our friend Molly turned to me and she went, you, you are on to VV. And I literally just turned to her and I went, well, I am on to VV. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, I and was the one. And then she was born. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And then so I spoke in a French accent literally for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> like I did not drop it. I had many people ask me where <laughs> I was from. <laughs> Long Island. <laughs> and that would be the, that was the only time you would break. Long Island. <laughs> and then we like went through the next, we went through the whole night. It was this amazing time. And then the next day, I was sober pretty much and but I like could not drop that accent. Nope. I like could not drop it. Nope. I just it was there. She was there to stay. Yeah. And I like I would try to and then I would just keep happening. It was like <laughs> I could not break it. So stupid. This <laughs> me so offensive to somebody, but we love you. No zero love it. <laughs> Everyone loves Aunt VB. And um then other people in campus started kind of speaking like it. And this is even before we were at theme camp. And then people enjoyed it so much that then the next year when we came to register, they're like, we should, we were, had always been an art support camp for art projects. And then we registered officially as a theme camp full of fake French people offering events and still doing art support stuff. But yeah, we were, we became a full ass. Fake French theme camp, honey. Yeah. So we, have, we so this year we had a lot of um, fun events. Some, you know, our probably our big one, which is our biggest fake French, is our friend Danny and Aaron. They do fake French toast. That was an interesting morning for me. <laughs> Real tired, standing over a griddle. <laughs> Not exactly what I wanted to be doing, but I do it because I love them. Anyway, well, um, wasn't it also like? No, no, no. We don't have to talk about. You had to like pick up their their ingredients and. You know. Well, no, no, no. I didn't have to pick up their. They just forgot a few things, so <laughs> I brought some. Well, and they got actually there. Wait, how bread. many days early? Keepers and Danny, I love you. <laughs> if you're listening, um, they had they did a lot. I cannot, they, they I cannot complain. They do so much more than me for camp. I'm not actually complaining. I'm complaining about the fact that I did not take proper care of myself and that I woke up and I took on way too much in the morning and was standing over a very hot griddle in the sun. And at one point, I just looked at the person next to me and I handed out a spatula and I was like, I'm done. And I ran away. <laughs> <laughs> and I ran away with tears in my eyes. And Get I, out. And, I, and I like whooshed into my tent and I just started sobbing. And then two seconds later, Steve walked in. He's like, Sarah, you okay? And I was like, no. And then sunshine popped in. She's like, Sarah, are you okay? And I was like, no. And she came in and she held me and Steve was holding me. And this is the one thing I love about our family is it's just so supportive and you really do get what you need even if you don't know how to ask for it. And that's what I needed. I just needed some comforting. I needed some hugs and I needed some fucking water. <laughs> Honey, drink some water. <laughs> Honey, drink some water. It's also what happens when you roll two nights in a row. But you know. <laughs> That's the other thing that happens when you're not there. I don't always make the most sensible decisions. I was like, this will turn out well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I keep shouting. Just casually shouting. Just casually shouting. But yeah, I had an interesting experience because there was 
part of the reason I think I got a little emotional on Wednesday was there was a guy I'd really wanted to spend some time with and that didn't happen. So it also kind of affected me on this midweek day of bringing up like feelings of rejection and loneliness. And I think sometimes again, being far away from the people who know you the best, which Mm -hmm. I consider to be you and our beautiful friends here, I'd start to retreat into myself and I don't know what to do, but I got the support I needed from the friends there and I was able to pick myself back up. And so I was really proud of that moment. Like that was a really big moment for me in learning how to take care of myself truly by myself. And then after that, ask for the support that I needed and I got it. And then I had an incredible time, the rest of the burn. So there was like that one hiccup in the mid week, which I think also tends to happen for me. I get overexcited about stuff and then I crash and I burn. And so I gave myself a day of self-care and then I got back out there and I had a fabulous fucking time. Very necessary. Very, very necessary. Very necessary. Any favorite art pieces or dance parties? So that was the one bummer is I really didn't get to go any great dance parties. I wish I had met up with our SF crew and um, for disco nights, but I missed it because of wanting to be... (laughs) you know, choosing a boy maybe over dancing at times. And then See, that's what happens when you go for a man. It's, you know, and then, so I shouldn't say that I didn't get to dance. I did get to dance. Um, actually, some of my favorite dance moments were probably with the Dusty Pineapple out in Deep Playa. And the Dusty Pineapple is this really great camp who pulls out this really cute tiki bar out to deep playa and they serve drinks to people and they always are blasting music and they really know how to bring the party and I've become really good friends with them, especially my friends Dave and Sammy. And so it's I, a party. Honey. It's a party. And I've had some crazy nights. <laughs> and I run into some, we ran into our good friend Andy there. Yeah. It's really funny. Years ago after talking, after this crazy story in which Sarah met Jeff Marks who wrote, Avenue Q. Yeah, the music. To he Avenue came and Q. taught at my. He came and did a lecture when I was in college, and then we. And then I found myself talking to him at a party last year at Burning Man, and I go, "Wait, are you Jeff Marks who wrote Avenue Q?" And you knew his partner, his now husband. No, I, I didn't know his partner, but his partner was best friends with this girl Amy, who was two years above me at Catholic. Oh, right. And so when I mentioned Catholic, he was like, oh, did you know Amy? And I was like, yeah, Amy and I went to school together. We both did a musical theater. And he was like, Amy is my best friend. (laughs) And like, was such a small world besides you having like met Jeff Marks. Having met Jeff Marks. But it was kind of crazy with this Glamrock party when we were talking to them. They had been going to Burning Man for like, this was their eighth year. And I was talking to them and they were like, oh, blah, 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 about Deep Playa. And he just turned to me and he said, Oh, we've never been to Deep Playa, which, <laughs> which if you know Burning Man, it's kind of a nuts concept. But uh, if you don't, Deep Playa is just out beyond. There's Burning Man, which is kind of like in the center of everything. And then beyond that, there's the temple. It's a little further out. And then all the space around that is kind of Deep Playa. It's kind of out there. It's more vacant. Yeah, it's big art projects like mm-hmm. art cars. It's where art cars drive around. And so it's kind of this big, open, dark space. And you can obviously be there during the day or the night but it's just it's just at one point you make it out there you're 
there's a night you bike out there, or you get an art car and you go out there. Like you, you see something. It's where all the huge art. It's where all the huge <laughs> art projects yeah. are. It's like you know people have built like lighthouses out there. They built those pyramids. I mean. They build huge, insane, crazy, shit. insane pieces, huge, crazy shit. And someone here was like, we've never been to deep playa. I mean, I was just like, <laughs> it was a shocking moment. So shocking. And so that night we went and brought them back to our camp. They were far, their camp was far away. And so we brought them back to our camp, dressed them in warm things. And we we're like, we're going out to fucking deep playa. Yep. And so we went out, we were doing a little trash beds. And that was the first time we found the dusty pineapple. Mm-hmm. We found it out there and I was like, what is this out here? And it was like, the, and it's like you come up to it and it's like, it literally like, I mean, it's like a cart you could pull with your hands. They do. They pull it. It's one person on a bike pulling in the front and then it's people following along the sides to make sure. And as they love to no, scream, saying, no like, brakes. You could probably pull it with like your arm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, they do that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, late at night when people don't want to pull them, they're all just pushing it together. Yeah. 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 And so it's. I mean, it's so tiny and it's so cute. And they, like the speaker. One person sits in the bar. It's yeah. one person bartending. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. The but then the whole group goes out <laughs> kind of in parties. Not the whole group, but a Yeah, a, like a most bunch. of the camp will go out. Some people, like if it's maybe like kind of, as I understand it, their night off, they'll meet out later. But there are usually designated people who are going to be alternating bartending that night. Yeah. So they're the people in charge that night. And then other camp members can come and party, maybe help out, usually tend to leave or, you know, come back. They all love to party together, though. So it's. I do it usually two to three times a week. Um, and so after we found it that one time, it was so cute and uh, just so utterly charming. And then I think there happened. There also happened. I know there happened to be deep fried Oreos in a separate <laughs> little cart <laughs> so that night. It was by, yeah. amazing. It was like you could smell these deep fried Oreos out there. I mean, it was so late. It was just a heaven. Found this a charming little bar, the deep fried Oreos. And then, you know, there weren't even that many people there at that mm-hmm. point. I think there was just us four or five because Kuyote was with us. And then all of a sudden, like I just hear Ryan Patrick <laughs> and our good friend Andy um, yep. suddenly just like it was all alone and just came out and was at the Dusty Pineapple and just like ran into us. And it was amazing. And then he hung around with us for like another hour or two. He just joined our little group, group yeah. kind of going around and checking things out. And it was uh Amazing. I mean, so it's already this place that like from the very beginning has kind of always had like a mythology around it. Yeah. For me. And then you've really followed up and become close with those people. And um, you even got to go out with them. I did. Yeah, it was really special. And the Thursday of this year, I went by camp early in the afternoon and I kind of got adopted by a group of them going out on an adventure, which was really great. It was with Sammy and David, a bunch of other pineapples. And that was really special because then I ended up having this really wonderful like girls afternoon, which was something that I really needed. Come on, girls. Come on, girls afternoon. And that was really special and very healing for me. And it was really nice to be around such beautiful, lovely women who just are just so great. And yeah, it was really fun that night. I got to push out the cart with them, which was really special and pretty much partied with them all night. And so, yeah, that's where I get to do a lot of my dancing. Not the same as Dancing With You, but just as amazing, just as special. Mm -hmm. A lot of great dance moments with all of them, which I'm really appreciative of. And they're just so fun. So if you're ever at Burning Man, go on to Deep Papaya. Papaya. The Deep Papaya. Go to the Deep Papaya. papaya. That would be a good art project. The the Deep deep Papaya. papaya. (laughs) The Dusty Pineapple and the Deep Papaya. (laughs) Dusty Pineapple at at the the Deep deep papaya. Papaya. Maybe we have to make a giant Deep Papaya. 
What is deep papaya? What is deep <laughs> well, when papaya. we come up with what deep papaya is, well, it'll sound really cute next to the pineapple. Yeah. And uh, I lost my train of thought well, there. If you're ever there. Oh, if you're ever at Burning Man, go look for them. They're usually, I'm not even going to say what side they're on because I'm going to mess it up. I want to say kind of more like the between three and one. I probably just got that real wrong. And anyway. It would be... You can't miss something. It's got a glowing pineapple on top. Between six and two. Six and two. That sounds better. No, no, no. 12 and two. 12 and two. Great. You know better than I do. 12 is out. Yeah. Yeah, no, 12 and two. Six is in the (laughs) seat. There's the man. (laughs) There he is. There's the man. There she is. There's the man. Follow her out. And um, yeah, so check them out. They're the greatest... Oh, the one thing I did want to tell you about, which I was holding off on telling you about, was my favorite art piece. Oh. And um, I don't know what the actual name of it was. It probably had a proper name, so I apologize. I'm going to mess it up. But basically, these artists created Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. They like, created her house after the storm, after the tornado. And so the house is all disheveled. But the best part of it was that when you went inside, it was like half was in black and white and half was in color. And then they had these beautiful giant poppy flowers on the side. And then I didn't get to see it out there, but friends described it to me and I'm hoping I'll get to see it at some point. Um, Apparently what they would do is a fire tornado. So this fire would shoot up outside the house and they had these giant industrial fans that could twirl it into looking like a tornado. So our friend Kiefer's described it. You could stand in Dorothy's bedroom and you'd look out the window and you could see the fire tornado so i never got to see the fire tornado but i went to that house like three or four times at night and then during the day and it was just all in the detail which was so cute it had her dress hanging up on a clothing rack outside they had you know if you looked at the toolbox at the back of the house it said gale on the hammer and there were like photos and then they had an old radio that was playing things and it was just so charming and that's the, one of the things that i love about Burning Man is a lot of the whimsical things that you find out there. Like mm. I'm, that is so my personality and my taste. I just love sweet things that remind me of my childhood that are so playful and beautiful. And seeing that out there was so magical. So that was one of my favorite art pieces. So I've got one of my favorite camps, one of my favorite art pieces. I, ha- I had a great time. I had a great time. There was um, no dick though. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we already cover this? I tried to breeze past it real fast earlier. Oh, like, we can't. We uh, we had put this blessing in the first episode. We were hoping for <laughs> good dick. The people need to know. There, uh, no. Sadly, there was not. There was the hope of one. It did not come to one <laughs> dick to rule them all. That's why you can't put all your dicks in one I basket. I know, I know, and I didn't mean to. And then there you was. You have to diversify your portfolio. If there's anything I've learned <laughs> from business lingo is diversifying a portfolio what is diversifying a portfolio to me it just means having a lot of men dicks as options truly so men dicks as options men dicks men dicks as options (laughs) title of up title of up that's just simple gay business men dicks men dicks um in a portfolio in a literal (laughs) in a literal portfolio just pull them out just see the museum. Yeah, well, we all know I'm not very business savvy, so I always <laughs> put my eggs in one basket. But you dress like a businesswoman. 
from the 80s. <laughs> I try. Yeah. I really try. It is That is also my aesthetic, but I own 71% of this company. <laughs> but apparently this part of the company has no dicks. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, none. Zero. Zero dicks. So no, I did not get it at Burning Man, which was... I am so sorry. Tre, tre, tragique. Yeah. It's okay. I shared a lovely kiss with somebody. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll there was it. the hope of somebody else. Um, but honestly, I just got too tired to go and look. I was like, I'm good. <laughs> I was like, you know, I already tried with one. Maybe I should just cut my losses. <laughs> Maybe I'll just. And so I did. All your dicks in one basket. All my dicks in one basket. And so that left me with none dicks. <laughs> Men dicks and none dicks. Oh, no. <laughs> when you say that together, it doesn't sound the way maybe <laughs> I was hoping. <laughs> or maybe the way I was hoping. Oh. But instead of men, what are you doing? Because I heard a very special package had arrived <laughs> at your house. As perhaps... A consolation prize? A sweet, sweet consolation prize. Um, yeah. So I decided to order myself a vibrator when I got back. Yes. Let me tell you. Worth it. Here we stand, <laughs> an independent woman. I was like, I don't need no man. Taking charge of her sexual relief. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's been a while since I've owned one. This is also the first time I'm buying myself one, and it was, you know, popped up on a list of things that were on sale at Amazon, and I was like, eh, why the fuck not? Have I deserve this. Have you only received them as gifts? Yes, one was a joke gift in college from a friend. But and was then, it not but actually it, a joke? It, well, not for me. I was, they thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, thank you? I also thought it was really hilarious. I didn't use it actually for probably a year. You gotta let you gotta let it, it expire was, a little bit. You yeah, let you know. You, like I get it. Exactly. Where it's, where a certain person, you're like, I can't reuse this. And I then can't. At one point, you're staring at it. You're like, well, this is just gonna. And you're like, well, this there. is just sitting in my drawer. And then yes, and an ex boyfriend got me another one as a as a gift, which was a very thoughtful gift. And what um, describe describe <laughs> her. She's weird. She's a little weird. Yeah. So um, it's the Penguin brand. It's, so it's called the Penguin. They love animal names for vibrators. Do There's they have the rabbit? Famously oh, made I on. That, that was the Sex in the City one. The rabbit. The rabbit's like is a that the huge one that like Samantha had and then she uses it to like rock the baby? Is that what that is? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the episode, but probably. <laughs> I don't remember the name of the vibrators. Remember the episode because it's like when Samantha isn't getting relief and then uh something the one that nobody likes who has the baby <laughs> Miranda <laughs> sorry oh come on you know it's true <laughs> whenever you have four bitches in a group that no are all saying I'm the can't no one wants to be the Miranda I'm sorry she complained about everything it, I mean, it's true. I watched anyway. two seasons of the show. So. Yeah, exactly. Sorry to all the Miranda lovers out there, but not in here. Anyway, well, yeah, there's an episode in. So Samantha tries to be a good friend and babysit for Miranda and gives her her like, haircut, whatever. And so, But then the thing that can make the baby stop crying is this rocking chair that vibrates and then it breaks. So then Samantha uses the vibrator she's got in her bag and like puts it behind the baby so that it rocks. Is that that? God, I, don't know. I anyway. love an emergency vibrator. Right? I think it has ears. 
Okay. Yeah, I've never seen this. Oh, I think that's why. Like, because I think it has like a little like wee. So it kind okay. of looks like it. And maybe it looks like a rabbit. Like, yeah, oh. it has something like that. Yep. So mine's a penguin. <laughs> and um, it's so an interesting shape. I've enjoyed it. What is what does an interesting shape mean? Well, it, it's like the shape of a penguin. I've like come to realize, obviously. <laughs> so you know, how <laughs> old that is. I don't need to finish <laughs> I don't need to associate that sound with that. Um, <laughs> Ooh, giving that? the people what they want. What about the sound of Morgan Freeman's voice? And now, uh, I mean, there would there be worse voices. Ah, uh, yes. Turn on <laughs> the vibrator. It's like not even a good Morgan Freeman. Voice. Like I'm no. so sorry. This is like no, but I appreciated it. I knew what you were going for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so about the idea of the joke sometimes. It's kind of um, an interesting description of what it is. So it's kind of got a nozzle. Okay. Like for whipped cream? No. <laughs> no, not for whipped cream. Oh. <laughs> it's That's surprising. It's not for whipped cream. Why? It's co- I that maybe nozzle isn't the correct term, but there's like essentially kind of an opening in the face, and that's kind of where the vibration pulses like come out of. Mm-hmm. But it's open, uh-huh. so it looks like a mouth. So it's it's called the clit sucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, not maybe the term. Not not my favorite term. Not I not something that, you know, gets me going when I hear it, I'm like, okay, mm, that's an interesting description. I call it Don't say it. The clit do sucker. Oh <laughs> yeah, you're like, doing it like Senator Palpatine from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You will die after you have your clit fabulous. <laughs> Ah, well, Skywalker. folks, we really get into it. What if it's um, a Skywalker? It was, ah, young Anakin clit sucker. <laughs> the there's definitely, excuse me, there's definitely a porno, what is that, parody, and that is exactly what his name is, probably. Actually, yeah. That. We should probably look that up. Anakin, Anakin, Anakin clit, clit sucker. I'm sure it's there. I'm sure it's there. We've said that term. One too many. Now I'm even just like, mm, okay, I'm good. So, yes. So, in lieu of not snatching a man up, burning man, I came back and was like, well, I'm going to buy a vibrator instead because I'm just, you know, maybe giving it a little break on the men front right now. Just a little. A mentor breaking the li- man. Yes. Just a little self care, just <laughs> taking a step back. And I'm okay with that. But anyway. Take that step. Take that step. So, in conclusion, Burning Man 2019, I had a great time, learned a lot of lessons. Okay. I'm really grateful for all the friends I ha- had out there that supported me, for all the people who brought beautiful art and beautiful things to do, for everybody at Burning Man who does everything that they do. It's really incredible, and I'm super, super grateful for the um, opportunity to get to go. And But I've fucking missed you oh, i'll just I say that i missed you so much i was definitely a little too high one night in my tent just as i was going to bed and i thought of something really funny i was all alone but it was really 
really funny. I don't remember what it is now, but I remember thinking it was really funny. Really funny. Really funny. <laughs> not, not, not really and funny. And I pulled really out funny. my phone and I tried to call you. <laughs> there was no service. I knew there was no service. And the phone just kept ringing. But I just kept laughing, thinking it'll be so funny when I get to tell you this thing. I didn't get to and eventually I fell asleep. But that's how much I missed you. I'm just saying, you know. That's adorable. <laughs> I had a lot of people um, <laughs> ask about you at the wedding, which was very, very oh, cute. Oh, did you go to a wedding? That was going to be a really smooth segue <laughs> until that moment. So, uh, thank you. Um, I, In fact, I did. I did go to a wedding. Oh, you did? Did you really? <laughs> nope, I actually didn't. Nope, didn't go to any wedding. And that's the end of the episode, folks. <laughs> Stay tuned for next week. Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Um... Please, t- ooh, the look I am getting across the table. Um, please tell us about the wedding and all the people that missed me, obviously. Obviously, you should be the focus of the wedding. There. Um, yeah, it was an, an incredible time as well. It was the marriage of uh, one of my absolutely best friends in the world to one of my other incredibly dear friends, uh, people whom I've known for I realized nine years now, which is crazy. Super crazy. In so many ways. Um, And it really was this incredible, special, unique week and weekend that really facilitated community and love and friendship in a way that I don't think can be easily replicated Mm -hmm. because it came from such a genuine place um, of nurturing and caring that Kendall and Witt really bring into the world. Uh, So it was at this beautiful, beautiful summer camp. An hour outside of... That was so cute. An hour outside of Portland, Maine. Gorgeous. So I flew into Boston and stayed with my good, dear, sweet best friend, Caitlin Shea, um, and got to see her fabulous new place, in Boston. She's been living there for a few months. She moved in January. She had been at home for two years dealing with some health stuff. So it was really beautiful to see her in this new home, kind of making a life for herself and really just getting back to the world. So it was really special to be able to be there and witness that. And then um, we drove up to Portland the next day and that's where Kendall and Whit live. And so we went into Portland picked up some things and kind of caravaned in with the first wave of people with Kendall and Witt. We were there from the beginning. They didn't have any type of bridal or groom's party, but what they did ask was their closest friends to come up a few days before the reception, which started on Friday. And they said, hey, help us put on this wedding. And of course, because we all love and adore them, we were all like, duh. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was amazing. So we got to go there early and kind of hang out. And then um, like I was put in charge of the lights, which, <laughs> um, you know, it was, uh, of course, because for my taste and sensibility, it was a very appropriate um, job. Absolutely. Um, but uh, Kendall and Witt had ordered maybe about 200, 250, f- maybe about 200, no, no, it was 150 feet of lights. I remember they ordered 150 feet of lights. That doesn't sound like... It's not a lot. <laughs> um, I can tell you right now, it's not a lot. And 
<laughs> we were in the, there was, the summer camp was super beautiful, so charming. Um, and one of the best parts was the main hall that had the kitchen and the big room for the reception and where the campers would normally meet. This beautiful, I, was, I think pine, beautifully made, no, no nails, kind of built like a log cabin, Amish style. So no nails oh, in any so of the cool. building. Yeah, dowels everywhere. Really, really gorgeous. Wow. Um, this really beautiful high ceiling, probably about 30, 40 feet high. Uh, just gorgeous. Um, and there was kind of a, like a, a trellis, but you know, the you exposed beams that were close. Mm-hmm. Close enough that if you stood on like a table, like I could reach them. And so we were going to string lights from there. Got it. Because the table was going to be done in a U. Uh-huh. And then in the middle was the dance floor. And so we wanted the lights to go over the tables and the dance floor. And so it was like three even sections. And when we put up all the lights they had, it covered one section. <laughs> just one section. Oh, no. And I was like, this is not going to work. Um, and then the lights they had gotten, you could only plug in like three at a time. But I plugged in six. And then we, they, someone got more lights. Like during the day, there were so many trips to Walmarts and, di- and different <laughs> Lowe's and they were going to be different colors. So much Walmart in this episode. So much Walmart. Then we plugged in the second section. We we're like, yes, they work. And then the first section blew. And I was like. Because you. Is because that what you meant by like when you said you plugged three? Oh, okay. Got we it. plugged in six strands. And because of like the the voltage and the wattage. Didn't wattage, you read the label? I did read the label. But I was like, we're just <laughs> going to go for it. Because at that point, I was like, what am I going to do? Like run this many. Extens- they, they don't have that many extension cords at the camp. We were going to have to buy more extension cords. I mean, it was crazy. But essentially, that night after it all blew, I was sitting with my friend Yanina, and we were sitting around the fire, and she was like, what are we going to do? Because it has to look amazing. I was like, yeah, it has to look amazing. She's like, yeah, we love them so much. It has to be amazing. And we were like, yeah, it has to be amazing. And I was like, okay, here's what we're going to do. I was like, tomorrow, we're getting up early, 7 a.m. And Yanina was like, yeah, I already get up at 6, so no big. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. Um, so that's cool. I will get up at 7 and impress myself. And we were going to go. I was like, we're going to go. We're going to get to Walmart. We're going to get at Walmart. We're going to be back by nine. We're going to take down all the lights that are already up. And then we are just going to buy these specific strands that can go for many, many strands outside LED style for the inside. It's going to be great. And we will use the other strands for outside lights. And that is what we did. Go team, go. And we woke up and we were back by nine. (laughs) We were in a Walmart. I was dressed like my huge faggy self. And Yanina wears like all black, looks like a fucking babe ass like punk like don't fuck with me energy it's like we couldn't be more opposite and yet together and like laughing and having such an amazing time um it was fucking rad got all those lights done we were stringing the lights and then doing the outside on the friday up until uh i think like four and the reception started at five people were rolling in getting to these cabins it was amazing and uh we stayed she still had to go get her face on i had to get my face on for the cocktail hour um, but we had this amazing time. It was so nice. I got to see so many of my friends from D.C., um, people from other lives, and just connect again with yeah. these people whom I love. And it was, you know, right on the Poland Spring Aquifer. So we're the, um, on Lake Thompson. Um, and see, you know your names. See, lakes have names. <laughs> They're not all just called that lake. More brain cells. Well, you know. <laughs> Um, and so Poland Spring Aquifer, so the water was right from this Poland Spring Aquifer, gorgeous, beautiful water to drink, beautiful water to bathe in. Like I would, when I got out of the lake, my, my curls just naturally looked incredible. I was like, damn, okay, this is cool as fuck. Um, Got to stay in these 
great Clean little water. charming cabins with friends. Like, you know, we were like on the, I mean, they were charming cabins. The mattresses were shitty, but you know, they're for kids. So that's for camp. Yep. And so that was life, but it was so cute to stay in the cabin with all these friends. I had this great time. And then the reception itself is on Saturday. And what was nice is because I feel most weddings are you come, there's a reception, there's a ceremony or a ceremony, a reception. And that's kind of the only chance you have to kind of see the people unless you right. are in the bridal party. Mm-hmm. And even then, it's like the actual chance to be with that person. It's usually the bride and groom are running around a ton. You know, there's not a ton of chance to connect with those yeah, people. absolutely. But with this week, it was, we were there, we were hanging out. They, I mean, one of the gifts Kendall got for Wit was uh, a sauna, like this this sauna for the weekend, which was like, it was an old horse trailer converted into a wood-fired sauna. And it was... Whoa! It was what? incredible. And the best part... Wait, was like it got taken there? Like it gets brought... Yeah, it gets it just it gets a hold on a like a truck and it gets dropped off and then you just have the wood and then, yeah, you just can create this So wood people got to like use it all weekend if you want it? Or was it just for wit? Nope, it was for everyone. It was just a gift for the wedding. Like it was... That's incredible! Yeah, I mean... That's really fucking I cool. I think Kendall wanted it, but two of the other friends, I think... I actually can't. Someone got it, and it was an amazing gift. It was specifically because Wit loves a sauna. I mean, yeah. Wit and Kendall both love saunas, but Wit really loves a sauna. And so then we got to use the sauna all weekend. So there were just like activities. There would be people, like there were tennis courts, so people would be doing like tennis games. There was a soccer game. There was going to camp. Swimming. Yeah, you were wedding camp. We were literally at wedding camp. That's amazing. It was amazing. So you really got to connect and um, see Kendall and Wit the whole weekend. And then Saturday was the reception. Had a whole morning breakfast. It was fabulous. And then the wedding was at four. Got to hang out. And then one of my other roles was Kendall and wanted to off, uh, enter to All You Need Is Love, as done in the style of Love Actually. Yeah. So oh, that's really cute. So her sister Lainey arranged it um, with her brother Sean, who plays piano. And they had some solos and then I had a solo and they kind of entered as they got married down by the water and we were sitting in these beautiful circles and they got married in the middle and so they kind of entered it was super sweet and they entered made an entrance um, as we were singing All You Need Is Love and kind of got to sing so I was sitting it was amazing (laughs) so I was sitting in the second row we all sat down and then it was co-officiated by David and my really great friend Anita. They did this beautiful co-officiating ceremony where they kind of went over all, all the language with Kendall and Witt. They had several meetings. Kendall and Witt did their own vows, which were amazing. And there was this. Uh, I was, and then I just started bawling. I was bawling from the very <laughs> beginning. I mean, I was a fucking mess. I've never cried this much. Like, I was saying, you're not a huge crier. I'm a crier at things on TV. I'm a crier sometimes when I listen to news stories, but I'm not a huge, like, I'm joyous crier. And not, like, and not often in, not often with, like, actual life situations. Like, I tend to just be very, like, emotionally just, like, available. Like, even if I'm touched, like, I don't, like, cry Mm -hmm. at a lot of situations. As opposed to me, who I can cry at everything. Yeah, it's just not how I express. (laughs) Like, I go through my emotions, but, like, I'll I'll listen to a sad story. There's been a lot, like, I don't listen to the news as much in the morning anymore just so my days don't start off as crazy. But when I listen to the news, like I'll hear a story and I'll just start crying in the kitchen and just be like, Jesus. So, but this 
caught me off guard. Like I did not bring any tissues. I wasn't ready. Like I figured I'd cry a little bit, but I just, I mean, I started bawling and I just could not stop throughout the wedding. Like I could not stop. I was a mess. And then because I was sitting in the second circle, I think there was no one sitting to my left and the people who were sitting to my right, I knew and I was friendly with, but they weren't my like best friends. So I couldn't just like turn to their shoulder and cry. So I was kind of sitting there being like, it's okay. And then because we're Aww. sitting in circles, like people can see me. <laughs> just crying oh so you poor I, thing it was such a mess and i i mean i cried so much that even later when we were at the reception the people were giving more speeches i mean i started crying again oh, Jesus. and i was sitting next to my friend kelsey and she turned over and she just went really <laughs> <laughs> i was like i can't stop i don't know what it is so i was yeah <laughs> really yeah exactly even oh, it so was funny. so i loved it because it was like i would because i was like that's exactly the joke i would make to myself like i was like read me for film because yeah. i was like what am I doing? And I had all this eye makeup on and it looked really great, but I oh. had to like reapply it. I just like, it was gone. I mean, I was dabbing as best I could, but it was just, I mean, it was gone. Yeah, you're just like, excuse me, I'll be right back. Um, and so that was really special. The reception itself was incredible. Um, we had this DJ at the wedding who we just kept, <laughs> oh my God, shout, huge shout out to my birthday twin, Sarah. This is not you, Sarah, but um, David's partner, Sarah. Um, at the who wedding. is she? I'll kill her. <laughs> Oh, you can't. She's you would you would love her. She's actually so sweet. How does she spell her name? With an H. Okay, she can stay. She's forgiven. That's fine. Um, and so uh, Sarah was so nice, and at one point she turned to me and she was like, "This DJ is peak Chad." <laughs> we just kept calling him DJ Chad because it was just the most like Chad energy you could imagine. I mean, yeah. the transitions would be just. I mean, they would be like okay transitions, but they, I mean, it would be going from like Sweet Caroline into like Lizzo's Juice. Oh like, no! Just just like the flow, Those sweet sweet transitions. Yeah, it could just be like what what like like <laughs> yes, they were wedding songs in a playlist, but you were like the the style the order in which sometimes they do yeah, there's a song. way to like yeah sometimes it would just, sometimes it would just be like cut off you like and yeah. the song is over now got it but then the best part then we got into some music where there was like you know a moment for a little bit of voguing so you know me being like a white queen essentially doing the macarena and we were dancing in the main section but then i went over to the side section and um there was this amazing black couple and one of them Chris started to kind of dance with me and just evoke a little bit and I was like yeah it's okay we're living and then I always feel like an asshole because I'm like whatever but we're dancing and we're having a good time and then we're evoking and the next song comes on and then all of a sudden Let's Have a Kiki comes on oh shit Kendall emerges from the bathroom in her wedding gown and just like pushes Chris off the floor and is like excuse me we have (laughs) something to do and Chris is like oh shit okay and um, (laughs) Kendall and I always dance to let's have a kiki because years ago when it came out we were working at the same coffee shop big bear cafe in dc shout out and i was obsessed with let's have a kiki i watched the video so much and then i taught it to kendall and um a really good friend emily and the three of us learned it and we then did a surprise performance at our staff holiday party yeah and gooped everyone gagged everyone it was amazing and then Two years ago when we were in Joshua Tree, Sarah and I were there. There were 17 of us and Kendall and Witt also facilitated that. That was a really incredible trip. And Amazing time. We were all on New Year's um, having a good time, rolling a little bit. And <laughs> it was just this amazing night having a good time. And then Wit had someone put on Let's Have a Kiki knowing we would do the whole dance. And then Kendall and I just like gooped the whole floor doing Let's Have a Kiki. Because you just have this choreographed dance and then people get to kind of watch you for three and a half minutes and have this great time. And... 
we got to do it at this wedding and everyone watched and it was just this amazing experience and That's so special. Kendall's mom after it, Betsy was like, I've never seen Kendall do an organized dance before. That was amazing. And <laughs> I was like so happy to give that gift because I was like, if there's one thing I can do, it's rock a dance floor. Can you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Yes, you can. Um, you're right. I just... I'm terrible. And so two left feet. So we call you two left feet. Two left feet. Eighth best legs, two left feet. That's what we say. Can't be helped. Can't be helped. It's just it's genetic. And so uh I got to do that. That was really special. And then as DJ Jeb was ending, you know, it was like Ryan Patrick, we had to go figure out the after party. It like was like a half hour before, like he was gonna leave at eleven. She was like, Are you down? And I was like, Yes. And then we like figured out like how the music would work at the after party in this other room. It was great we did so many tasks and then even on sunday the final contribution i had to the wedding was kendall and Whit planned a space for a cabaret sunday night that her sister avrin and i because kendall is one of four sisters so i keep saying different sisters names so avrin and i hosted this cabaret and we kept meeting to coordinate about it throughout the weekend and didn't really plan it until the sunday night of but i had, had some material i had planned avrin had some material she planned sean her brother was also planning it and he was playing the piano and then we had a little sign-up sheet so people could sign up and people offered some like really amazing talents. I got to sing. Avrin sang. What some, did you sing? So I sang this great <laughs> song to keep my love alive. Oh. Um, which is, I love how you go, ah, have you heard this song? No, to keep my love alive? Yeah, to keep my love alive. It's... <laughs> Oh, is it not a sweet song? Oh, the way you're saying it. I'm like, oh, to keep my love alive. Like, that's so cute. What is to keep my love alive? It's a song about this woman who's murdered all of her husband. <laughs> oh, is that the... It's wait. the stretch. It's like, oh, I've been to keep married and, and married and often I've sighed. I'm always the... Br- I'm never the bridesmaid. I'm always the bride. <laughs> it's like, I've never divorced them. I haven't the heart. But remember these sweet <laughs> words till death do us part. Oh, That's God. like all that how she bumps off all <laughs> like it. all of her eight husbands. Now I remember. Yeah, it's so Hearing sweet. Hearing the title, I was like, yeah, that sounds so lovely. So you're right. It is, <laughs> it is sweet. Um, I did that. <laughs> Stupid bitch. I did Many Ways to Say I Love You, um, which is a Mr. Rogers song. So that's a nice one. That's actually a nice <laughs> one. There are many ways to say I, I was like, I'm not going to comment on these titles <laughs> anymore because like I can't tell. <laughs> Those were like my two personal gift songs, but we opened the cabaret the way we opened it, which was amazing, was I got to sing Bring On The Men with Kendall and her entire family, and Bring On The Men is like <laughs> the signature song I do at all my cabarets. It's like my favorite song to sing. People love to hear me sing it just because I make such an asshole of myself. But and how did you discover this well, song? And the best thing is I discovered this song through via through Kendall and Kendall's family. And I tell this story most of the time when I sing this. It's because... Ken, this was Kendall's family's song growing <laughs> up. This is a song they all gathered around to sing the, around the piano. And I learned <laughs> at this time, Kendall was like, oh, yeah, and our mom would have us sing it. Like at Can other you people's. Can just give po- the people w- like a, one line from this song? Like a. Um, like, okay, so you can get a taste of Bring on the Men. It's like, I like to have a man for <laughs> breakfast each day. I'm very social and I like it that way. <laughs> so just imagine an entire family standing around. Four sisters yeah, in particular. Sisters. While their brother, their older brother, <laughs> plays, plays the, 
Yeah, and they and they I would died. do this at like parties. It was like the social activity, and Kendall was like, "We had no idea what we were singing." What you don't know that age, but <laughs> of it's course like, not. But I it's mean, just an song, amazing thing to know now. Full of sexual innuendos. Oh. That's all it is. It's sexual innuendos. It's amazing, and so getting to sing it there it was her sisters, her mom. We got to do this kind of like family performance for everyone. It kicked off the cabaret, and it just. <laughs> I mean, it felt, it was just like when life comes full circle yeah. in the most beautiful way. And Aww. so we got to do that. We had an, in, an incredible time. It was so nice because it was like an intergenerational wedding full of young friends, full of older family, family friends um, of Kendall and Wits and people from all walks of their lives, from childhood to high mm. school to college to post-college. That's they so both keep people in their lives a long time because they carry everyone with them yeah. because they recognize that people grow and change and that they're part of them. And so they don't really leave anyone behind. And so it's so nice to be able to connect with other people whom they find special because everyone they find special is special and we all get along. So they create such a great community. It's really what they're all about. And it's really incredible to be around and be a part of and to witness. Yeah, so this... So super grateful for them. Weekend was just all about their love nest and Yay. bringing everyone into their love nest. So left As feeling, it should be. Left feeling really revitalized and joyous. Wouldn't have missed the wedding for the world, but in a year in which I had wanted to kind of take off from Burning Man for my own personal reasons, yeah. just needing a break, and then this wedding lining up. Like, nothing could have been better to have replaced that event. Absolutely. Um, just thank you so much to Kendall and Wynn for having this amazing weekend and mm -hmm. letting me be part of it and having everyone there because it meant so much. And so I love you both eternally. Oh, I think you're okay. Yeah, you're all right. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. I think that's it. Yeah, I mean, that's been a really great recap. I had an yeah. amazing time at the wedding. You had an amazing time at Burning Man. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, I did. I'm a liar. I'm sorry. I'm starting. You're starting to lose me. That's why. We're starting to fade. We are. But we love you all so much. We do. We really do. Thank you for Thank listening. listening to episode two. Episode two. Can you believe it? Here we oh, are, two episodes in. Oh, man. It's so, so exciting. exciting. So exciting. We're so excited to have you with us. Anyway, we're going to get going now. We're going to get going. Love Enjoy you. the rest of your day, your morning, your night, maybe mm. your dusk. I don't know. Yeah, middle of the night, whatever it is for you. Yeah, maybe we'll help you fall asleep. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Anyway. Okay. Bye. Bye. Know My Actual Sister is produced and edited by me, Ryan Patrick Welsh. And me, Sarah Catherine Welsh. Cover art created by the incredible Aurora Johnson. You can find her stuff for sale at glitterita.redbubble.com. And make sure to follow her on Instagram at glitterita. Speaking of Instagram, follow us at Know My Actual Sister and let us know what you think. Or send us an email to knowmyactualsister at gmail. Finally, if you're enjoying the pod, please subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.